0: Alright, alright. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night at whatever time you may watch this particular live stream. I am your host, Darshan McAway. We are streaming from quite a few channels today, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about some shared experiences. We're going to talk about some real experiences. And none of this is to be taken out of context on the notion of I'm trying to <laughs> shame, blame, or explain anything to anyone. Actually, what I'm trying to do is figure out a way to um, really open up the floodgate so people can understand uh, what's the situation when you go into a relationship. So let's do it like this. Where can I start? Where shall I start? Well, as always, they say start from the beginning. Right. A lot of times when you're growing up and coming into relationships, what you'll find is that most of the time you're looking for somebody who's single. Right. You're looking for somebody who's single, meaning they don't have any kids. They don't have a girlfriend. They don't have a boyfriend. Right. Okay, that's that's the first stepping grounds. After that, you start to realize and say to yourself, now that I'm looking for somebody who's single, let me figure out if I want to have a relationship with this person, right? Now, I don't know if I'm talking to the general population, but I don't think that most women or even men Automatically think about getting married the first time they see somebody, or having kids the first time they see somebody, or really just jumping into a relationship the first time they see somebody. If anything, there's some sexual tension there, but you're thinking about jumping their bones the first time, but not jumping into a committed relationship on the first go run, right? So, in that, what you'll start to realize is, you know what? I think I like this person, right? So let me see what's going on. Let me take them out on a couple dates. Let me figure out a few things. Let me, let me just see what's, what's happening with them. And as you start to go out on dates with them, you start to realize like, Hey, this person's pretty cool or this person's expensive or they're kind of corny, kind of quirky, or they're super flirtatious to other people. Uh, They wasn't paying me any attention on the date. You go on date number one, date number two, date number three, no sexual interaction, nothing like that. Um, but you you're trying to figure this person out now let's say let's say this let's say this here we go check this out let's say you go out on a date you got one more date to go on you decide to go out to a bar you buy some drinks right you get her her favorite drink you get your favorite drink you knock down about two or three of them right Now the chemistry kind of kicks in a little bit. Everybody knows alcohol behavior and what it does. Now the chemistry is on. Now she's seeing you a little bit more attractive. She don't see you as corny. You don't see her as super flirtatious or anything like that. So you take her back to the crib and y'all make it do what it do. Y'all back there practicing making a baby, right? What happens when she gets pregnant? The first thing you're thinking about as a guy... If you haven't got into a committed relationship with the first thing you're thinking about is uh, I'm not ready to be a dad. One, two, is she going to keep it? And three, what are we going to do? Right. So as usual, she decides to keep the baby. And she has a real serious conversation with you. She says something along the lines like, hey, uh, I still want to live my life, but I don't see me being with you. You go, what? You don't see me, wait, what you mean? I don't see us being in a committed relationship, right? So now the dude is already, he's left out in the dark already. So he's thinking to himself, well, man, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't trying to get you pregnant, but now that we're here, I want to be in the kid's life. And she's thinking, no, I don't want you to be in the kid's life. Like, I, I know we did what we did. We was drunk and everything, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want you to be the father to the baby. So automatically, that kind of leaves the guy out there in no man's land, right? Now that he's out there in no man's land, he goes, you know what? She don't want me there. I can't force myself to be there. She's not making me stay there. She's actually forcing me out. The guy is going to go his separate way. Now, he knows that it's his baby. There's no question about it because they've been together. They made it do what it do. He knows it's his baby. But he's going to leave the situation because she doesn't want him there. Now, pay attention to the story. This is a true story, might I add. It's a story that's happening every single day, every single month, every single year. So the girl decides to push the guy out. Okay. About a month go by. Two months go by. Three months go by. She'd been to the doctor. She didn't say anything to anybody. Nobody noticed anything, really. They kind of Kind of hinted, but nobody really noticed that she was pregnant, right? Three months come by. She tells her family that she is expecting to have a baby. Okay, cool. The family automatically, biologically, logically, theoretically, realistically, are going to ask her, where's the guy? Where's the daddy? Now, she's going to lie and say one of two things. The first thing she's going to say is he didn't want to be in the baby's life. Automatically puts a dim light on the guy with the family. They go, oh, he's a piece of trash. Second lie she's going to tell is I told him I was pregnant and he felt like this relationship wasn't going anywhere. So he decided not to not to be a part of it. But he does know that I'm pregnant. So it's two lies. But she's going to use one of two. Now if she has a father and a mother who are married been together for a while she came up in a system of marriage her parents are going to have a real small conversation with her and say hey listen um you know it would be better if you raise the baby with the other parent with the father that's number 1 that's just the best thing to do two i hate to say this to you but it's going to be hard for you, but you will be able to make it. It's just going to be hard, though. Right. I don't know what happens, but somewhere in the the female psyche's mind, it goes into an instant reaction of nobody's happy for her. Um, it's not going to be as hard as she think because she can do it on her own. She's making enough money. She's independent, blah, blah, blah. All that good stuff. Right. And then you kind of realize that it's not about being independent. It's more so about what's the future outcome for the baby in the long run. What happens when the child is growing up ages one, two, just growing up through life and they're yearning for their father who you decide to say, well, I don't want to have a baby by you. I want to have the baby, but just not with you. This is a conversation that's being had every single day, probably right now. This conversation is being had right now with the woman telling the guy that she know that they had sex, but I enjoyed the sex, but I don't want to have a baby with you. I want to have a baby, but just not with you. I want to get married, but just not with you. I want to be in a relationship, but just not with you, especially with a baby attached. Well, that same going notion goes for the guys. But in most cases, most men be like, hey, you know what? If you're getting ready to have a baby, I'm going to be there because biologically, when those words come up and a guy hears it and a woman hears it, you instantly turn into a, a little bit of par- a parental mode. When you start to realize, like, OK, I, I better kind of get some things in order or at least prepare my mind to be like, well, I can't do what I used to. Meaning you can't go out and rip and run the streets like you used to, because now you got a little person to take care of. So she's in there telling her family that she's pregnant. Now, her family is looking at her in one of two ways, but mainly one way. They're looking at her in a way of disappointment they're happy for, but they're also disappointed because the guy's not there. Now the guy always looks like the bad part. Now, granted, there are some men, the moment you tell them that you're pregnant, they'll be like, I'm out. That ain't my baby. You did this with me. You did this with this person. I'm out of here. They're gone. Right. Let's, let's put that on, on a foundation that we do know those type of guys and women. So now that she's telling her family this news, the men in the family automatically look at her and go, damn, we thought you knew better. The reason a lot of people want you, and I'm going to say this, the reason why men want women to stick with their baby father is because it's a better benefit to the child. There's not a man on the face of this planet that thinks that he's going to be second best to a kid that's not his, okay? Is that fair to say? With that being said, though, she goes out into the world after having the baby. Let's say the baby's about two months, three months, fast forward six months. She goes out into the world and she wants to start dating again. She wants to get out here and have a relationship. She wants to be loved, right? She's back there raising a baby. She's doing it by herself, dropping a baby off over mom's house, mom and dad being grandparents, all that good stuff. Everything's working out so far. Baby's young, though. Haven't really ran into any problems. It's a new infant. just need a lot of attention, food and sleep, changing the diapers. But in her mind, hey, I want to get back out here in these streets. I want to get out here and do my thing again. Okay. Now look out below. Here's what happens. And this is going to continue to keep on happening until women decide to say, all right, I need to figure out whether I open Sesame or close Sesame. Okay. She gets out, goes out, has some fun hanging out with the home girl. She sees a guy that she likes. And let's, let's put me in a scenario. She sees me. Right, She sees me, I'm chilling at the bar with my homeboys We chilling, it's a pack of girls It's a pack of dudes, we vibing Right. She sees me First thing I think about is what I wonder if she's a baby mom I wonder if she has a kid She kind of got those vibes I'm wondering though I don't bring it up I don't bring it up I don't bring it up All I do is have the conversation and this is like clockwork and this is from my shared experience clockwork order a drink start talking she's feeling my lingo she's liking my vibe digging my outfit we chilling music just right first thing she tells me is i have a baby can you see yourself still dating me now i told you this is from my shared experience I'm at the club. I'm hanging out. I'm chilling. The first thing I hear is you have a kid. So instantly in my mind, the red flag that goes up is I go, no, that's I'm not, I'm not dealing with the baby mama. I'm not digging with, I'm not dealing with a single parent. Now, to the women who's gonna hear this, they're gonna go, oh, that's so unfair. You didn't give her a chance. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do about giving it a chance. It has everything to do with what I prefer what my preference is, what my standards are. I did not want to date a woman who had a kid. I was also encouraged not to date a woman who has kids because that kid is never going to treat you like their father. That kid is never going to really respect you like their father. And that kid is going to give you a hard time growing up because it's just no chemistry there biologically. Now, granted, there are some stepkids out there that followed the rules and did what their parents told them to do. And they grew up and they got a great relationship, got a great relationship. But the thing is, ladies, when you have a baby and this, this is a going trope around the whole world. Any woman that has a baby out of wedlock and it's not with the father, they're going to have a tough time. You're going to have a tough time dating. Guys are going to see you a certain type of way. They're not going to take you serious. They're not going to be committed. I remember one time my sister came home and she was pregnant and she delivered us the news. And one of the first things I had asked her was, where's the dad? Right? Where's the dad? Because you're delivering great news to us. You're delivering fantastic news to us, but where's the guy with you to to deliver the news? Now, luckily... And so fortunately for my sister, she married the guy she had a baby by, but he did not come over to deliver the good news because he was intimidated by who I was and my stature in the world. He was intimidated by meeting the family, but he wasn't intimidated when he got my sister pregnant. Now, again, they have two children now, so I have two nephews, but that story of a woman delivering the news to her family that she's pregnant without the father being there. Every man knows and even every woman knows that it's going to be a hard road for you. There are people out here giving you relationship advice. And I thought about this. I thought about this strongly. There are people out there giving you guys relationship advice to warn you about which road you want to go down. Now, I don't know how many people are encouraging you to be single parents. I'm pretty sure there's a few, but when you go the single parent route, and you push the other parent out. Typically, you're pushing out the man. Ladies, you're gonna have a very difficult time because you can't be two parents. My mom couldn't teach me how to be a man. She had to. She had to put me around other men. She had to put me in uh, mixed martial arts. As a matter of fact, she, I had to definitely go see my father every summer because they were separated. My mom got married to my stepdad. So I, there was a man in the house. So I got to see things from a man's perspective, how to treat a woman. Uh, when a woman gets on your nerves, how to have the conversation, how to, how to hype it, heighten it up, lower it down, all this type of stuff. And a woman can't show you all of that. in once she can only show you her nature as a mom, they can only show you female nature. And if you're smart enough, which a lot of men aren't unfortunately if you're smart enough and you pay attention you'll start to notice that you know what i like what my mom is doing but i don't want a woman that does x y and z now i'm not a single parent kid but my parents were split up now they both married happily ever after in in the long run but i'm still a product of separation and i got to both sides of both worlds Got step parents on one side, another set of step parents on the other side. Right. But when you get out here into the world and you ladies hear a man ask you, you know, why didn't you stay with the father? It's not a slight at you. It's not a a disrespectful question. It's not even to make you embarrassed. What we're trying to tell you is most of us. Well, I'm not single anymore, but when I was single, most of us will look at you as second fiddle. We will look at you as like, uh, you're fun to be around. You're fun to be with, but I'm not going to take you serious. You're not the type of woman I wanted to marry. Why? Because you have a kid already. I kind of want to have a kid of my own. I want to give it a shot with a woman who is going to bear her womb to me. And we start off fresh, brand new. Now, there are some women out there that do a pretty good job of holding down their own. And when they meet a guy, they tell the guy, hey, I got this in order. Her dad's in her life or the dad's in the child's life. You don't have to worry about anything. There's no confrontation. We worked out all our issues. We have no problems. So just feel free to just join a relationship with me. And some guys do that. They go for it and go, all right, she got her stuff together. She got her own house, got her own car, got money in the bank. We're going to try to work this relationship thing out. We're going to see where it goes. We're going to see what happens. And eventually we'll probably, one of us to sell the house, take the money, move into another house. Now it's a house of our own. And then end up having a baby together or some people get married then have the baby. But in today's time, people just doing whatever they want to. Right? So here's my thing to you guys, because I've been giving out advice for a long time. And a lot of people have taken that advice. A lot of people have bought the books on the advice. A lot of people have watched the videos. A lot of people have made the phone calls and the emails to get in contact with me and say, hey, what should I do? And a lot of times what I realize about all of us is that you're going to do what you want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it, right? It's not up to me to tell you how to live your life. It is up to me to tell you that the way you go about living your life, you can make it hard for yourself. And then you'll make up the excuse in your mind that people are making it hard for you. I can bet you my bottom dollar that most women who ended up getting pregnant and they told the guy, the guy was like, you know what? Okay, I'm willing to be a dad. They probably didn't like the response, didn't like the guy, didn't like the situation. And they decided to say, you know what? I can do this on my own. I'm not going to even tell this guy that I'm pregnant. I'm just going to tell him that this isn't working out and that we should go our separate ways. And then you see her later on in life. You see her later on in life and you go, she's pregnant. And you start calculating. Put the one over. Oh, snap. It's possible. But you don't say nothing. As a man, you don't say nothing because you're like, you know what? She ain't want to be with me. She knows it's you. But she's not going to say nothing to you. She don't want to deal with you. Because somewhere in the back of their mind, I can do this a lot better than you. You you didn't even get a chance. You didn't even get a running start. And the reason why a lot of people tell you guys to get married and don't have a baby before the marriage is because there's some responsibility and accountability in there. See, a lot of times before we even get married, you need to kind of tell if a person can uh, manage money, right? Uh, How about if a person can manage their emotions? There is no such thing as not having an argument in a relationship nor a marriage. Now, some people have it a little bit more under control, but there is always going to be miscommunication. So before you jump into a marriage, how about you jump into the relationship to find out like, hey, what's going on here? How this person act around my family, friends, uh, if we take a trip here, like, what's the, what's the deal? What's the scenario? Because when you get married, there's a thought process or a notion of forever, right? That person is actually forever going to be in your life because you're going to always refer to them as an ex or you had got divorced or you're a widow, like whatever. So that when you get married, that person is going to always be a part of your life, whether they you divorce them or not. That, that's a true fact, right? So in that, you start to realize that, you know what? Before I marry this person, let me vet, let me find out what's going on. I've been talking to this person for like a year, two years. Let me see, like well, let me let me dive a little bit deeper. So I start asking about family heritage, you know, diseases and and cancers and stuff like that. Let, let me find out what's going on. And you start to find out that, that person's family isn't so healthy. And as history would have it, you'd start doing the math, and you go, Well, if I have a baby by this person, well, history shows that this person may pass down this trait, may pass down this gene. She asks you about your family history. Your family history is no no better than hers. So she starts second filling too. She goes, oh, I don't know about this person. This person got alcoholism and all this type of stuff, so I don't, I don't know. So now you two are on the fence with each other. You're on the fence and you're trying to figure some things out. And what you're trying to figure out is I want to be in a committed marriage with this person. I think people fall in love love but you don't really understand what and here's what I'm going to say because I'm noticing there are a lot of feelings female content creators that overlook that hurdle of there's a time in a marriage where a woman just doesn't want to deal with you and what am i talking about by deal with you they start looking at life under the assumption of well why aren't we here this is not just black people this is marriages in general because you can go from Apartment to apartment, condo to condo, townhome to townhome. But everybody know everybody knows this, that having a home, a house, is stability. Or at least it's supposed to be. And there's going to come a time in your relationship, your marriage, if you will, when you start to realize that, oh man, my wife is not really happy with what's going on. Well, in this particular situation, you haven't married the person yet, but they're going to get there. So when you start to realize that you go, oh man, she she wants something bigger. She wants something nicer. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. You're getting older. Babies here. Families expecting more babies. You know. So when you talk to this, when you talk, you start to realize that you know what? Um, all right, let me let me pull some strings. Let me find out what's going on. And, and let's see, like let's see what the situation is, right? So when you do that, what you'll find out is marriage is, it's not a business, like people say. It feels like a business. But everybody knows that in business, when it comes to employees and independent contractors, you can fire them and get a new one. In a marriage, just aside from the divorce, you can't fire your husband. You can't fire your wife from the relationship and be like, you're fired. I'm getting a new person. You actually got to figure out a medium to see, okay, how do we how do we get over this? Like, what's the next best move, right? Because the both of you are trying to work some things out, but you don't know how to work them out. And a lot of times in relationships, and I, I'm saying relationships in the form of marriages, but a lot of time in relationships... We have so much miscommunication that we don't know how to have a conversation with someone without them feeling offended. So in that. The advice I like to tell people is. You have to treat people the way you want to be treated. If you want to be treated with respect, you have to give respect. You guys hop out here and you think that women are supposed to be at your beck and call. You ladies hop out here and you think that men are supposed to be at your beck and call. You know, one of the main things I used to hear back in the day, and I've heard this quite a bit, I used to hear women ask me, can I pay their bills? As if I don't have bills of my own. I didn't know that in today's time, from 2020 to up to 2022, that women are out here anticipating for men to pay their bills. And I looked up how many bills I have. And I looked up the average a person has in bills. And I said to myself, I wouldn't want to be these guys in today's time, because if a woman had came up to me and she was having a conversation. We having a good time. We eating some good food. Music playing. Wines flowing. And then she asked me, um, "Do I want a girlfriend? And can I pay her bills?" I would look at her just like I used to look at them back in the day, and I would go, "As long as you can pay my bills." And then they would say, "I ain't paying your bills. Of course not. Why would you? They're my bills." I can't believe that women are expecting men to pay their rent, their car note, their cell phone bill. Like who does that? You're not married to that person. Let me go into this marriage thing one more time. Let me tell you something about marriage. Um, And this is something that's overlooked, but it's definitely talked about in my book. One thing about marriage is this, and I'm going to send a a sneak this. To a lady named Princella, right? Here's a sneak disc to Princella. When you get married, let's say your life is going good. Life is going fantastic, right? You you guys got good jobs. You just bought a new home, put a lot of money down, don't have too much money left to pay on it. Um, A new baby's on the way. Everything's paid for. Got some money saved up, but... Something happens to your your new wife. Your new wife gets into a car accident. New wife gets into a car accident, breaks her leg, breaks her leg in, in, in like five different places. Well, her job isn't a work from home job. Right? They need her physically there. So she's out of a job, but she's getting unemployment. Okay, cool. You guys got medical insurance and health insurance, all that good stuff. So your copay is pretty decent. But it comes down to this. When you're married and you're walking down the aisle and everything's good, you don't envision your spouse being um, disabled, right? So now the husband, he can take off a few days from work. Now in his mind, he's thinking like, yeah, I got to take care of my wife right i got to take care of my wife got to figure out some things kind of i got to figure out how to help you get better right that's what that's what the husband's doing he's trying to figure out how to help it, the situation get better and so she can get back on her feet and they can kind of get back to normal because when you're disabled from an accident things are not normal got to make some changes some tweaks and you notice that your wife's going to need a lot of help it's too expensive to have a a, a stay at home nurse So you got to work some things around, right? Because you guys are doing good. Money's there, but not enough money to hire somebody to come in for the help. In the back of your mind, you're thinking to yourself, like, all right, as a guy, I'm going to help my wife get better. When I was listening to a lady named Princella, her advice to women about their husbands is that if anything happens to your husband at any stage, get rid of him at any stage. Car accident, uh, diagnosis of cancer, um, legs amputated, paralyzed, get rid of them, go pack, get your kids, pack up your life and go find somebody else. And that's not the right advice. That's not where people get married. They didn't get married to be like, well, the moment you get into an accident, I'm out of here. We signed a prenup. If you get, if you get into an accident, I get to divorce you and move on. That's a crazy prenup. But people are nobody's in their right mind is going to sign something like that. At least, at least I don't think they would. So when you listen to advice like that, when someone tells you that if your spouse gets into a dire situation, to where they're not able to function like they used to, you get rid of that person and you move on whether they have kids or not or you have an established family. You go, "Well, wait a minute. Now what what type of advice is that?" And I started thinking about it and I say, "You know what, man, this world is pretty wicked, pretty twisted because people are out here just doing whatever they want to and think that they can just come into your life and trash you and just just hop out of it and leave it trashed." That's not the right thing to do. It's not logical. And the whole time, when you look back on most of the advice that a lot of people are given, especially a lot of men, a lot of men have been warning women to move their life in a certain direction so they can avoid hurdles of pretty much being alone. It's just that when it comes down to the talk of marriage, they look at it. On the law notion of marriage is not a good deal for men so a lot of men will say well don't get married but don't have a baby by the girl either because if you have a baby buyer whether you're married or not married they're gonna put you on child support so it's like just live your free agent lifestyle and do whatever you want to do and i get where they're coming from because as a man you cannot a one day with you. Whether she's been with you for 20, 30, 40 years, you can't make her stay. I mean, listen to the advice that Prince Scylla just gave. If your husband falls ill, leave him. These are her words, not mine. She actually said this. This is what her audience listens to. And there are men out there who would probably say the same thing. But it seems to me, though, it seems to me that most men who give relationship advice, they kind of have a little bit of a light heart and go, well, what type of man are you who would leave your wife after she got into a car accident? It's not like she intentionally did it. It's an accident. But let the other side tell it, hey, you get into an accident, you lose your foot, you lose your hand. We out of here. And I think a lot of men wish they could think like women sometimes and kind of be callous and cold hearted. But that's I personally think it's not in a lot of men's nature to really think that selfishly some, especially if they're in a committed relationship, right? Especially a marriage. I don't know how many men have left their wives after the wife had an accident that she didn't cause, you know, she's just in traffic going through the light. Somebody run the light and bam, you know, oh, I'm leaving my wife. She got into a car accident. It's like, gee whiz, you know. So in that, I started listening to a lot of people's uh, YouTube channels and I started thinking to myself, I go, man, there's a lot of advice out here and I can't say that all of it is completely wrong. I know where they're coming from. Some of their advice I don't condone, but I go, I wonder whose advice goes in the right direction. And here's, here's where it comes in like, Darshan, what do you mean by the right direction? Whose advice goes in the right direction for the sake of the children? Because typically, when you think about getting married, you think about having kids. That's a that's big part of it, right? A big part of it is I'm married to this person, uh, I'm going to be committed. I'm going to be in this relationship. We're going to have kids and we're going to start a family and we're going to create memories and we're going to go out and have fun and we're going to watch the kids grow up and just make sure they have a productive life and we're going to age out and hopefully the kids picked up on some good morale and do their thing and start over and do what they saw their parents do or not. Which one of your YouTube or internet Sensational creators is giving you the right information for the sake of you having children. Because whether you're married or not married, the moment you have a child, ladies, men, the moment that you have a child, it's not that your life stops and your dreams are on hold. What happens is a big part of your life is now focused. On the well being of the child. The court system recognizes that. The court system is supposed to give the child over to the most beneficial parent. And sometimes they give it to their own parent because some of the parents end up doing things to their children that they're not supposed to do. And the father fights. and and the father wins custody and then the woman doesn't want to give up the custody so she takes the kid and herself out. This has been happening since the beginning of time. So when we get into these relationships and we start having sex, you got to ask yourself, I know that sex is fun. It feels absolutely fantastic. But you got to ask yourself, A, am I having sex with the right person? Because what happens if I get this get this person pregnant is this person going to push me out you know is this person going to lie and say hey i told him that i was pregnant but he didn't want to be the father and the dude's like that's not what that's not true that's not hey you you said you didn't want me to be there remember and i had to ask myself that a lot when i was coming out which is why I had created so many different things. I had to ask myself a lot, hey, um, is it the right person? And I was like, nah, this ain't the right person. I think this person gonna set me up. You know? And what I mean by take me to child support. You know? Putting people in my life. And say some goofy stuff like, "Well, he didn't want to be there. And it's like, that's not true that's not true at all. So you got to ask yourself which one of the, uh, YouTube content creators is giving you the right information for the benefit of your life and your children's life, especially if you want kids. A lot of people want to have children. And I don't think your parents really told you what it's like to have kids. You know, I used to hear all the time, I used to hear all the time that the moment you have a kid, your life is over. I used to hear that all the time. And I didn't know what they were talking about. I thought that when you have a kid, that's when your life begins. Now you got a kid. Yeah, you got to be there. They need to be fed, they have to be clothed, they need attention, they need love, they need support, they're going to need discipline. How could your life be over? Well, what they were referring to is the life that you once knew, the fun that you used to have, you're not going to be able to have that fun with the people that you used to have fun with. Because now you're the one with the family, now you're the one with the baby. And that's true to a certain degree. Unless all of the guys that you hang out with, or all the girls you hang out with, they have a family too. So now they understand. So now y'all have a relatable conversation. Y'all can relate to what's going on. But no, these guys were talking about your life is going to be over. It's going to be over for you, man. You're not going to be able to get no more girls. You're not going to be able to do nothing. Your marriage is probably going to fall down the drain. You're going to become broke. She's going to divorce you. And when you're not doing what you're used to, they're going to be unhappy. And boom, boom, boom. Your kid's not going to like you. Da, da, da. So a lot of times I was scared off from marriage. I was like, yo, I'm cool. Used to have a lot of women ask me, do I see myself marrying them? And I used to be like, Nope, Mm-mm. nah. that thing you did was nice, but. I don't see myself marrying. Yeah. Maybe 10 years from now, maybe when you get everything out there. You know. But, you know, a lot of you guys, man, a lot of you guys are, you can't tell me that you're not thirsty to be in relationships. You guys are, you guys are trying to figure it out. There's nothing but conversations about relationships, relationships, relationships. It's all that, That's all that's on the internet. That's all that's on the internet. Relationships. Relationship advice. Toxic relationships. Red pill, blue pill, alpha, beta, sigma. It's just nothing but relationships. And a lot of people are going to discourage you from getting married and discourage you from being in a relationship, but that's the, that's our biology. As much of a, a player as a woman can be, and a man can be at some point, you're going to feel alone and start to look back and go, okay, great. I have all this stuff, but I don't feel fulfilled. Now, you may get over it, no doubt. You may get over it, no problem. But it's going to happen to you because you're going to look around. But the thing is, as a man, you're going to feel so scared because you don't want to be put on child support. You don't want some woman to tell you, hey, now that I'm pregnant, I don't need you. Because what can you do? You can't stop her. You can't beg her. She don't want to be there. So you got to go, okay. And trust me when I say this It's a tough pill to swallow I remember one time I remember one time And I was dating this girl We was dating for like About three months I thought it was going good She told me just out of the blue I mean out of the blue I don't want to be with you no more And I'm like Oh I'm, I'm watching TV I'm watching Netflix Yeah we we were Netflix and chilling That's when Netflix and chill was a thing When it first came out And I'm sitting there watching TV and I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. And then she just turns and look at me and tap me on my knee. And I go, what's up? She goes, I don't want to be with you no more. And instantly you get the frog in your throat and your heart kind of pounding a little bit because like you're confused. You're confused. I've been talking to you for like three months. We've been doing what it do, going out, hanging out. And just out of the blue, I don't want to, I don't want to be with you no more. So I remember being cold-blooded back then though, and being GQ and be like, uh, okay. Um, I'm like, yeah, all right, that's different. So I paused the TV and I started getting up slow. And I'm like, is this a joke? Like, is you know, is she looking for me to be like, like fight for her? And that's, that's not the type of guy I am. I'm not, if you said you don't want to be somewhere, you don't want to do something. Yo, that's on you. Right. That's on you. I'm not pressuring you. I'm not No. All right, cool. So I remember getting up slowly and I remember her saying like, that's all you're going to say. And I'm like, yeah, you said you don't want to be with me. I'm not going to argue that. What do I look like? Oh, please, please be with me. I'm like, all right. You don't want to be with me. Like you ain't got to tell me twice. And I felt, I felt the tension anyway. I hear you tell me that. I feel embarrassed. I got a frog in my throat, and now I trying to get me to fight for you. But I'm not playing those games. So I get up, I go grab my stuff, and I go to head out the door. And I say, "Well, well, what happened?" And she said to me, "I'm not considerate." i was like okay and i think i may have called her to really get like some clarification definitely text her definitely emailed her and when i spoke to her again just to see like you know like i said are you sure everything you know you, you sure you want to make this decision she was like yeah i'm sure and then I remember I would never forget these words. I would never forget hearing her say, you'll get over me. And the way she said it was just so cold-blooded. I was like, and that's, that's what kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I'll get over you. I mean, okay, but why she had to say it like that? Like, you'll get over me? I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, why are you say it like that? And then, um, I don't know, a few weeks later, I kind of find out. She ended up getting back with the same dude that she had broke up with just to prove to herself that she can get another dude and then that she can get another dude of a different caliber, which was me. So I think I was, I think I was used to make somebody jealous for a little bit, but I got what I wanted out of that, that interaction anyway. And I, I had a lot of fun with her, but I'm just giving you guys an example of, you know, what happens when somebody don't want you to be in their life. They'll just tell you like, yo, you know, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And, you know, unfortunately, man, for us men. It's a tough battle because the moment a child is in the mix. You know, some women, they just have more leverage with the court system, you know, so you really do have to. Choose wisely. And I I know a lot of people like, yo, tell me how to choose wisely. Tell me how to vet. One of the biggest things you can do to vet a person is to like seriously learn them. Like talk to them. You're going to have to talk to them about uh, political stuff. You're going to have to talk to them about religion, spiritual stuff. You have to talk to them about things that are off the wall so you can see where they're coming from. And in that vetting process, if you can't have these conversations, let me tell you something. When you get married, when you get married, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to have those conversations either. You're not going to be able to have those conversations either. You're going to have to figure it out. And that vetting process has a lot to do with conversation, man. Because in conversation, people kind of show you who they are. Repetitions, right? People will show you who they are. You let them talk long enough, they'll grab a rope and they'll, you know, play the game Hangman. You go, oh, that's who you are. Woo, okay, guess what? I think I need to leave this relationship too because uh, this isn't going to work. And you got to kind of know this stuff way before you get married. And I used to tell people like, man, you probably want to be somebody's friend before you start having sex with them, you know. Just to kind of see what's up. Because when you have sex, man, it turns into a different thing. It's a different emotion. It's a different emotion because of the things that are being said and the stuff that's being done. It's a different emotion. And when a man has sex with a woman, it turns into a very emphatic ordeal. Because men feel desired that way. We understand that we know what sex is. We know what it's made for. And we're willing to take that chance, if you will, to, okay, if I'm going to have sex with this person, the possibility of having sex unprotected is this person could get, this woman can get pregnant. And men take that leap all the time. And sometimes they take that leap into the wrong person and they go, they look back on their life and they go, Oh my gosh, I didn't have sex with the wrong. I had the baby by the wrong person. Right. so i hope you guys can follow where i'm coming from on this whole ordeal you know how i do i give you guys about a good hour of advice entertainment some logical solutions and conclusions or some things but i was just sitting back and i was listening to a lot of the uh female youtube content creators and some of the male content creators and just listening to their advice and i was just wondering Like, which direction are they pointing people down? You know? Because no one talks about, like, the true hardships of what happens in marriages. You know, some people get married and their spouse dies like a month later. Some people get married and they go on their honeymoon and they had already had kids and the parents never come back from the honeymoon. Like, there's so many different scenarios. Some people, some married couples... Get together. They go, I don't know, overseas on vacation, and one of them end up coming back. You know, devastating things happen. You know, couples they have their children get taken. I mean, just anything you can think of. You know, marriage is a blessing, but let the news depict it. It's a curse. Because so many people have horrific stories about being in relationships, and they got they finally got divorced, and oh, they feel so much happier now, and they back out in the streets doing the same thing they were just doing, the same exact thing, just with another person. So, you know, in that, you guys got to understand that you know, if it's up with so many different shared experiences, and we all all kind of go live life together. So I think I know what I'm talking about just a little bit. You know. And I just want you to point in the right direction by saying, like, listen, when you get into a, a committed relationship or a marriage, man, that's a lot of things I, I can't it. Be prepared for. It. Be prepared to have uncomfortable conversations. That's the best advice I can give you. When you get married, be prepared to share life. life. comfortable. some of them are going to be happy, but a lot of them are going to be right in the middle. And you're not, not going to have all the answers. You're going to think it... Have to, you are going want to be able to think it through, though. But having the answers right off top, mm-mm, not going to happen. It's just one of those things. And in that, man, you just got to, you, you just got to trust and believe that you can make it happen. That you can do the best that you can do to be present. You're not going to be able to make your wife happy all the time. You're not going to be able to make your kids happy all the time. You're not going to be able to make anybody happy all all the time, to be honest with you. You're just not. You're not going to be able to do it. Don't even try. Don't even try. Don't even try. So in closing, let's do it like this. I would love for you guys to go check out my book, say hello to me. This book was published back in the year 2010. It is a consistent seller to this day. I'm noticing the sales going up, which is why I'm doing this stream. It's kind of talking about uh, marriages and relationships. And that's why the title of the stream is called lookout below, you know, and I chose the title Out below uh, for the stream because a lot of people have a tendency not to look down. When they're getting into relationships, they're just looking straight ahead and they're thinking about all the, the happy times, but you gotta look out below. Below is where the danger is, you know. So go check out my book, say hello to me. Some of Barnes and Nobles, they'll ship it to you for fifteen ninety nine plus tax. And don't forget to go check out Girlfriend versus wife too. This is another book that's been consistently selling in the past couple of weeks. I think a lot of people are catching on to some of my YouTube shorts and been checking now. My, see what's going on. Feel free to check that out. Uh, Say hello to me and girlfriend versus wife duties, written and authored by Darshawn McAway So I, I really do want to thank you guys for your time. Shout out to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. That's why you guys see me looking back and forth. You know, uh, Instagram isn't programmed to streamyard as of yet, but I'm pretty sure one day it will be. But I wanted to get on here and just really talk to you guys and, you know, do my best on staying the course on giving advice and sound advice to women who, it sounds like men are trying to stop you from having fun. It sounds like men are telling you, like, don't go out and have sex and don't do what you want to do. And they, they, they're, they're doing that, but they're also saying like, when you, when you go out and just do whatever you want and you have a kid. Now you just bit the bullet, right? You just messed up because now your value and other men who are better suitors, it goes down. So you probably would have deserved a guy who was worth 15 million dollars because you didn't have a kid. Now that guy who's worth 15 million dollars, he sees you with a kid and he goes, "I'll pass." But in the woman's mind, it go, no, I want you $15 million, man. Pick me, pick me. Don't worry about my kid. I I got that under control, especially when I get your money. And the guy's like, no, because that's more attention to you and the kid. And the kid is not even mine. But women are not thinking about it that way. They think about, well, why can't you pick me? Why won't you be with me? Because you have a kid. And you're probably better off being with the, the child's father. I mean, you did lay down with them, whether it was a mistake or not. You did lay down with them. And that's who you should be with. But in a woman's mind, I don't like him. It wasn't working. We wasn't getting alone together. He he, he didn't he didn't have a job. That's the main thing. Right here. He didn't have a job. He wasn't making enough. Well, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Look around you. Look at this entire world. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. So I don't know who you're going to get with that's doing better than him. But a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, month to month, year by year. And there's only a select few celebrities and athletes that are available. And those guys, they're getting single women with no kids all the time. And if they do get with a girl who has a baby, they, they don't know about it. So if you do have a child by a man and you decide that it's not working because he's not making enough, you're not living the way y'all thought y'all were going to live, then you got to figure out with him to figure out how to do better. You can't make up that excuse and just drop a man on his head because, well, you ain't making enough money and you ain't making me happy. It's like nobody's here to make anybody happy. I'm not putting that on anybody. You got to do that for yourself. And if you're living with somebody and you got a kid, you got to sit down with that person and say, hey, listen, uh, this is how much money I make. This is how much you make. uh, What can we do to make more money? And that's where it starts. Just dropping one guy to hop on the next pogo stick because that pogo stick is shinier. It doesn't make it better for the kid. I told you guys earlier. What's in the best interest for the kid? Now that the child is here, what's in the best interest? Now, maybe what I'm saying to you guys is too practical, too logical, but at the same time, that's the realization. There's a child in the picture now, so who's going to do what for the kid? What's the best thing to do for the kid? And that's something you got to figure out as soon as possible because that's what's going on and that's how your life is going to end up. So, do the best that you can do. You know, take your time before getting into a relationship. Take your time before getting married. Take your time before having kids. Get out here. Yeah, go have your fun. Have fun. If you're going to have sex, use protection. I know it feels better without it, but use protection. Especially if you don't know you want to have a baby by that person. Use protection. Be smart. Don't be dumb. I started two condom companies because I saw women being dumb and I wasn't going to get caught up. I wasn't going to have a baby by the wrong person. And I made sure of that. So later on in life, I got married and started my own family. You know, so I wish you guys the best. I wish you well. I hope this uh, this video ages well. And, you know, I'll see you guys on the next go around. Peace.